Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurbs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. This is episode 11, The Head and the Hair. As always, I'm your host, Kurt Stone, and joining me is... David Amon. And, Lil, just hop right into it, or do you, wanna, do you have any... Well, uh, this episode, the okay. hair is played by Peter Herman, who... More recently, has uh, is the role of Charles on Younger, one of the most underrated sitcoms of the last few years. I will have to take your word on that. I was looking more for like a synopsis of what this episode was about rather than just um, well, that's factoid. What, that's what stood out the most to me because I, I I totally forgot he was on Thirty Rock. Yeah, uh, this is the only episode we see him in, so I could see why he'd be forgettable. Yeah, well, I guess I didn't know him really until he was on Younger, so. Yeah, I was doing some, like, air quotes research earlier this week regarding him. Like, I know I've seen him in other stuff. Yeah, he's, he's always just commercials been, like, a, and Like, stuff commercials too. and, like, I guess, like, a character actor. Yeah. Uh, for most of his, his work. But I guess, like, Younger is his most prominent thing he's done. I'm sure he's done other stuff. But this episode, um, this episode feel like, felt like another one of those, like, very short episodes. Like, it felt like a 16-minute episode. I don't know why. Didn't feel like a full twenty-one minutes. Yeah. I mean, there was like a lot of jokes and laughs and like stuff in here, but it, I don't know. It just felt. Yeah, well, it kind of something. covered the same ground as a lot of previous episodes, in that Liz is, you know, looking for a man, and Tracy is having a vaguely, you know, yeah. silly plot shenanigans, and then Kenneth and uh, Jack are switch roles for the day. So, yeah. the, I guess th- that plot is a little different from previous but than that it doesn't do a whole lot of uh i mean it's a busy episode like we've got three plots going on throughout the entire thing but i don't know i feel like liz's is the most important and then the kenneth one is semi-important because it sort of starts his story arc from what he really wants to do with nbc and then with the tracy thing it's just kind of like a running gag throughout the episode but yeah so i guess we should yeah we should summarize the three plots so yeah Liz goes on a date with a man who works somewhere in the office building, mm-hmm. who is extremely handsome. Um, <laughs> Jack and Kenneth switch roles for the day. So Jack is a page and Kenneth plays his boss. And uh, Tracy realizes that his autobiography is due in one day. So yeah. he has to work with the writers to get it all written out very, very quickly. Yeah, so far as I see with uh, the actor, Peter Herman, he's just kind of like, he does a lot of one-offs. Mm. aside from young, younger seems like his most prominent like yeah. he's because he's been on that for five seasons yeah, but he's also done oh god he's done some fucking law and order work of so course. i mean everyone literally every actor in new york has done at least one yeah. episode of law and order yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah it just seems like he's just done a lot of one-off episodes or, or movies so but yeah so that's the that's the basic setup of this episode uh just sort of lives unaware of where she stands in terms of looks and her appearance and how she comes across as a people so it's her learning about her her beauty standards i guess um i don't know it's fun though like just her realization that someone can find her attractive is really fun and i think it's like a relatable thing for a lot of people that fit her general standards just like being like a geek or a nerd sort of behind the scenes person like like that whole thing of like 80s movies of like people taking their glasses off and suddenly they're attractive it's like it was the glasses that made them ugly the whole time it's like that's, that's not how true that works. glasses do make people ugly that's well that's debatable but uh so we'll just hop right into it uh we got a pretty long cold open 
Uh, and it basically just sets up the A and the B, and then we get the C plot right after the credits of Tracy's story. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about these as we go along. So welcome to episode 11, The Head and the Hair. That was hilarious. We're back in two minutes. So, are you going to ask out the head? The head? <sighs> They're these two MSNBC guys we keep seeing around, and we don't know their names, so we call them the head and the hair. How come? So, what are you, like, 6'2"? 6'5". Wow. Yeah, I see you're looking at my watch. What? It's cool, isn't it? That's a Japanese pie watch. Oh, okay. It tells time with those little pie pieces. Each piece is six minutes. So right now, it's six times four. 5.30. That can't be right. My watch has these little hands that go around and point at numbers. Hey, that's awesome, Passum. One minute! The point is, the hair is ridiculously good-looking. It's true. He makes me nervous just to be around. And the head is perfectly harmless and totally into Ms. Liz Lemon. Mm. <laughs> Not as much as he's into his pie watch. I think the head sounds perfect for you right now. I mean, low pressure, high nerd factor, come on. If you're serious about getting your personal life on track, you need to work at it. Okay, fine. I'll ask him out. I win. Now, the French-made werewolf thing is cut. You're supposed to be Hillary Clinton right now. What? Pete! Gary! Lutz! So we'll cut this up because it is kind of a long... So we'll just sort of take in all that first bit of the setting up Liz's story. Uh, I didn't re I kind of forget like how they frame a lot of uh, Liz's interaction with Gray, or as he's known thus far as just the hair as the episode goes along. Like she's the shortest one in every scene with him. Like when they go to the club, like she's uh, there's several inches between her and everybody that she's interacting yeah. with. Even like the dog is seemingly above her that she like i mean obviously it's being held in someone's arms but even the right. dog is sort of projected above her like yeah. she's just like she's too small for this world that like gray's trying to get her in um but i also want to talk about the hair says a japanese pie watch and i don't know if those are actually real or not i've seen like led watches that have like a different time uh or, like a measurement of time and it's just like it just seems like more obnoxious than actual effectiveness in terms of why you would ever want something like that yeah i i, I mean i assumed it was a, like a parody of something like that wasn't a real thing but it was a parody of something that does exist that, does that exist. is like that's like not that weird but is compared to a normal just regular watch is yeah. does something that's silly yeah i don't i i feel like it is probably either at the around the time there was a, a device that was sort of promoting that idea of Tamagotchi. No, that was way before that. That was, way, that was about 10 years before <laughs> yeah. this. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just seems like a weird... It seems like something that guy would be behind. Like, one of the... Not, like, not a pretentious person, but someone that thinks, oh, technology is really cool. I just want to sort of be on the cuff of, of everything that is different. But I, it just seems so pointless to have a watch like that. Well, with 10 years perspective, obviously, Japanese pie watches did not become never a thing. I don't think they ever took off, much less were ever a trend. <laughs> But yeah, that was a that's a fun scene, and just like again, like just Liz's snark of like, oh, that's a nice watch. Mine has these hands that go around <laughs> it that funny. just tell time. Like, and like either the guy is just oblivious to the snark, or is just like, well, she's attractive, I'll forgive her. Yeah, and it was she, funny. Like, a pretty girl's talking to me, so I'll just forgive yeah. her snark. Because like if someone was, it's funny because yeah, because in the, at the end of the scene when she's talking with Jenna and Pete, she says she's going to ask him out, and if like if someone was that condescending to you, and then they tried to ask you out, you'd be like, no, I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> you made fun of my watch. <laughs> Uh, then uh, in the middle of the cold open, we get to Jack and Kenneth's storyline of Jack becoming 
uh, page for a day and learning more about Kenneth. And I want to say, again, my memory is bad. I don't remember many episodes after this where Jack is like fully involved in television programming because in this scene he's talking about like I don't know how to even begin to say this show is good, bad, or whatever. But I don't remember too many plots or other jokes that come out of that. So maybe they dropped this idea uh, relatively quickly after after the fact. Because I, I will maybe be surprised as it goes along, but I don't remember too many shows that he sort of helped kickstart. Well, I don't remember really many episodes at all yeah. after this one. So <laughs> You're useless. Thanks. What do you think sounds like the better idea for a new show? A talk show without a host, just the voice of the dead lady from Desperate Housewives, or a reality show with a lot of super hot nannies who move into a house and help fat kids lose weight? Never mind. This television programming stuff is just one unpredictable ass ache, and I want you to get it out of here. Yeah, well, I do think it's funny, though, like, even though this is pre-streaming, mm-hmm. it's still in that era when network ratings were the beginning of the real big decline that's really taken hold the last couple yeah. of years, but still were there scrambling for just kind of, like, craziness, because, like, you know, the thing with the, the nannies, like, I guess this is when Super, Super nanny. nanny was a thing. Like, there was, like, three and, nanny shows, I think, yeah. like, Nanny 911, Super Nanny, and... <sighs> Some other, I don't think it was a name yeah. pun or something. But, but like they riff on that, show. they riff on like all the game shows. Like this mm-hmm. is the era of like you know, the life swap. It's like basically people throwing things at a wall because it yeah, was the, it, it was something. just the beginning of people starting yeah. to. Well, I guess in this age it would have been cable, beginning of the struggle. I guess to just throw out any random crap that people will actually watch anymore. Yeah. So you you mentioned something about ratings and just like how much has changed and like I've been watching a, the Mary Tyler Moore show it's on Hulu like the whole thing and it's like one it's it was super progressive for what it was in the seventies like there's a lot of feminism a lot of pro women they get into some like gay and lesbian themes like they talk about some stuff that was like never allowed like there's like storylines of her like you know questioning why isn't she up for promotion and her boss is like well because you're a woman and the crowd and the audience are like laughing it's like well, well that's just normal like of course mm-hmm. she's a woman she'd never and so like it's her challenging all of that it's really good it's like it surprisingly holds up um but i want to look at like the ratings because the ratings if you could imagine in the 70s what the ratings were for a show what would oh. you guess um like just average viewers per episode yeah. i mean 30 million 40 million because I, I mean that was back in the day when there were I mean, it was basically your network like channels, four, public access, and yeah, PBS. Like and I mean, cable wasn't. Exist. Did any cable channels exist yet in the seventies? No, not in the seventies. Cable wouldn't be for another five, ten years. Yeah. Maybe. So, I mean, tens. Of, it got to be in the up in the tens of millions. I'm. I mean, it's one of the things. But I'm sure the series finale was like mind blowing numbers. So, uh, well, this is like Nielsen ratings. The first season was doing twenty point three. Was that Nielsen is that ratings. viewers are rating? Uh, that's the rating. Um, oh, okay. So, I mean, so that's so yeah. So rating is the percentage of viewers. Of, uh, it's like of all the people who are watching TV at the time it's on, the percent that were watching that show. So basically, twenty percent of all people were tuned to. Yeah, which that's why it's weird to me when like people maybe they I would assume executives are smart enough not to compare modern ratings and viewership with stuff from like the sixties and the seventies. And think, well, why are there only 5 million people watching this show versus, you know, people were watching 20 million, you know, 20 million people were watching Mary Tyler Moore. It was like, well, because back when Mary Tyler Moore's show was airing, there was only 
three networks and there wasn't much stuff. There wasn't much out there. Like now there's literally so much there's no way you can keep up with anything. Yeah. Like it's pretty bonkers. Yeah. Although it is interesting though just because even though TV ratings are so far below where they used to be it's still like difficult to hit millions and millions of eyeballs at once. So I've read that the amount like per spot they can charge for even for like a regular network sitcom or drama is still pretty high. Um, I, well, I, I mean, I obviously you have to count for inflation, but even with that, like the, the rates they charge for spots are like, they're still extremely profitable. Like people say all the time, like, Oh, no one watches that anymore. Like who cares? Like I want to stream everything or anything, you know, like that, but it's still actually like extremely profitable because I mean, even, even the lowest rated shows for the most part, like, on ABC or CBS or NBC still pulling at least a couple million people. And yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, there's, there's with YouTube and stuff and just online, there's ways to target stuff to yeah. hit your niche. It's just still TV is still one of the best ways to hit a lot of people in, in one shot. So. Yeah. Well, let's just compare to something, a show that I know we both like broad city. Uh, what oh. do you think their, their average, like Nielsen slash yeah. Well, I saw their uh, their most recent episode had like a point thirteen in the eighteen to forty nine demo, so they couldn't have had more than three hundred thousand viewers so total. Let's, let's just go. Let's go to the last episode of the. Let's go to the premiere episode of the fifth season, which is the current and last season. Of yeah, it's going to be three hundred or four hundred thousand. So I'm guessing U.S. U.S. viewers in millions is point four oh eight. Yeah, so four hundred thousand. Like, yeah. I love this show. I think it's fantastic, but I'm not surprised with that number just because of just the split of a TV in general. Yeah. Like well, I mean, I, I get it. Cable shows have a little more like run because they, they repeat them. Like they can repeat them a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing is though, Comedy Central and all the Viacom channels are really weird with streaming. Like they're yeah. really stingy about licensing their shows to Netflix. And it used to be a few years ago, it was like every Comedy Central show would air on Hulu like three weeks after it first aired. Yeah. But they, they killed the deal a few years ago. And now it's like, unless you have a cable login, it's yeah. really hard because there are so many shows like corporate Detroiters, uh, that they've the just never, yeah, yeah. South Park, South Park's the next day, but that's because it's a deal directly with the creators, I think. Right. So it goes yeah. beyond, and they like, have the clout. They yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, that's easily the yeah. highest rated show, probably next to the Daily Show. Uh, I feel like I'm, it's probably outranks. I'm it. But I think Daily Show higher, because but. it's consistent more. Like South Park just does does about ten episodes a year, roughly, maybe fifteen, because I think they split them, um, but from from one year to the next. But let's say they only do twenty episodes a year. Daily Show is doing what? I think they take the summer off, maybe. So yeah, everything so else is is one fifty to two hundred probably continuously. Yeah. There's more possibilities for higher ratings with the Daily Show versus South Park, but even still, like South Park is easily one of the highest rated, if not the highest rated. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would guess still like that that show is twenty two seasons old and it's still pulling in like really good numbers considering that. Well, I mean, if you look at it, if you look at the top rated shows, a lot of them are really old. Right. Like Simpsons still pulls it in great, like Grey's Anatomy, NCIS, Big Bang Theory are still basically the highest rated shows on network yeah. TV. And they're all 10 plus years old right. at this point. Which is, you know, because usually by the seventh, eighth season, the quality really starts to dip in a show. And yeah. that's where you, like writers have come and gone and there's new showrunners and all this yeah. stuff that have come in. So it is interesting to see like Simpsons 30, it'll be 33 seasons with their current contract so it's yeah. like once stop it stop it 
But at the same time, I mean, it's, like the, it's pulling in. It's still making money. It's, so it's yeah, just it's like, still believe it or not, like one of Fox's highest rated shows yeah. in the in the demo. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean it's it's people plus, my age and their yeah. kids that are just and they're up still on it. all the merchandising, all the extra episodes to sell in the syndication, to sell the streaming services. To like, right. I mean, it's just like, I I mean that show is only going to end when people just don't want to, like the cast and whatever just don't want no one wants to do it anymore. There's no wonder and that you either there's no one to replace them or you know no one they want to replace them yeah. or something but i mean apart from that i mean there's no reason that show from a no. financial standpoint is going to end anytime no. soon which i get it but it still is like part of me is just like it's just it's affecting the legacy because at this point to me a third of that show is great the other two-thirds of that show are either instantly forgettable or you just have to like cherry pick the good episodes out of the rest of those like 20 seasons that have come after the first 10 and it's just like it's hard to recommend it on that notion alone. It's like I don't want to say, yeah, watch a show, but only watch X seasons of it, because it's just like that's not fair to the show. But it's like I'm telling you, this is what it is good. This is where the charm is. So I don't know. I could ramble on for Simpsons for hours. So let's not. Let's not. So <laughs> we'll continue. Kenneth, please come in. Is this about the Clementine I took off the actor's snack table because the catering lady already talked to me? About no, it. no, no. No, I wanted to talk to you about our corporate bottoms-up day. Once a year, all the senior VPs spend one day doing the job of one of our lowest-level employees. Last year, I was a welder at one of our locomotive factories, and I made this. And uh, this year, I'll be a page for a day, and you'll be my boss. Thank you, sir. That's how the bottoms-up program works. I'm going to be your bottom, Kenneth. I want you to ride me as hard as you can. Was that an edgy joke even in 2007? No, or it's just like I mean, an eye rolling joke. It's like, it's not even edgy. It's not even smart. It's not even funny. Cause like, yeah. maybe it's funny if you've just learned what a bottom is in the gay community and you think that's funny, but it's just such low hanging fruit. Yeah. Well, it's like, who's the audience? Because if you already know what it is, you're not going to find it funny. And if you don't know what it is, then you, I, I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean, you probably sort of get it because of the, the ride you hard line, like, so you get it, but it's like, yeah. you're still not familiar with it enough to And if you somehow still don't know what it is in the gay community, there's a top and a bottom <sighs> in a relationship. No, well, not necessarily. Well, not necessarily, but I mean, that's in, the general... In an act, there is... The general uh, act is there's a top and a bottom in the sexual idea world like it, that's it so i mean it's not even like a it's not a witty joke it's just like a very weird reference to make and and it's not even like it's showing jack out of touch because nothing comes of it like no one explains it to him so he doesn't I, it's just weird like i don't think it was edgy i think it was just bad it's yeah. just a bad joke and then we get the uh, tracy's uh setup of his storyline which is he's got to write about an autobiography Dude, this party was messed up. They had girls dancing in cages. And not the go-go cages. The little dog cages that you crate pit bulls in. <laughs> that is awesome. That is upsetting. That is awesome. Couldn't have been that great a party. You're on time to work for the first time ever. January 17th. Write it down, Sari. It's historic. How dare you, Liz Lemon? I'm not arriving to work. I love the party on a baking run. <laughs> Write it down, Sari. January 17th. Just like every other day. Whoa. What's today's date? January 17th. 2007? Yeah. Ah, damn it! I knew this was gonna happen. Tufa, pass me some paper. What's wrong? My autobiography is due tomorrow. Morning, boss. I'm sorry I'm late. 
Well, don't let it happen again. Are you ready for an exciting and challenging day? You bet. Yo! Me too, Fun Frank are gonna be writing my book all day long, and I think my snake is sick, so I need you to go out to my car and rub his belly till he poops. Our first assignment. There was a lot in that scene, from <laughs> Kenneth eating beans out of a can to uh, Jack coming in and read a page. Yeah, and ready to do a page job, but it's not. He thinks it's going to be a lot easier than it's yeah. going to be. And then Tracy, who keeps the snake in his car, apparently. Just you don't keep snakes in your car. I mean, I prefer to keep them in uh, the. Uh, nope, Jack's already dead. Good know. job. You're not a comedy writer. It's okay. Mm. Yeah, no, this is fun. Just like setting up. Like showing more, because I think this is one of the aside from the go get nachos from Yankee Stadium, I don't think we've really seen any wacky Kenneth Annex before this. So this is sort of showing like the crazy world that a page may or may not actually be involved in in his daily life. Oh, this is so annoying. I just went down to the ATM to get money, and it gave me a hundred dollar bill. So. So, it's like having confederate money. No one's gonna take that. Whatever. It'll give you something interesting to talk to the head about. Oh, yeah. Am I doing that? Yeah. Right now. That $100 bill line is foreshadowing. Yeah, it's good foreshadowing. And it is kind of right. Because, well, I'll talk more about it when we get to the scene. But I feel like her trying to buy a bottle of water with a $100 bill is, like, Spoiler alert! Uh, it just—it's like you could have used that somewhere else. Like I don't know. It, I don't like. They that don't have debit cards in two thousand and seven. Well, not even. Well, not even that. Because like some of those like small bodegas, yeah, no, are like you probably things... have to buy like five bucks yeah. to use a debit card. So like I don't know. But it is weird for her to try and use a hundred dollar bill. But it also is for the point of the story. But before we move on, real quick, I just realized this is the—I think one of the only seasons of Thirty Rock we don't get a Christmas episode. Like we've—we're now in the new year, so like we. Mm don't even get any mention of the holidays. Like, there was no, like, break from vacation or or anything like that from, like, oh, we didn't even get a Thanksgiving episode. Like, there was no holidays. There was no any time, really time-related. No, 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 not at all. I mean, there may have been, like, a reference here or there of what time of the year it is, but... Right, but not I wonder around the holidays. I wonder, I wonder why that is, because they go full-on with the holidays in the next... in the other seasons. It was just weird that they didn't have any sort of time... Well, I remember discussion. hearing that... Tina Fey like thought that 13 episodes is all they were going to get so maybe maybe they just wanted to write out their ideas that they had and not worry about doing a spot exactly yeah Yeah, that totally makes sense because I mean Mm. like if the ratings were what they were exactly they were probably lucky to get a full season much less get a second season so that that was my also like my defense was like well they probably didn't want to waste time with special episodes so that's fair and now Liz goes to meet the head but the head of what I'm looking for the head. The head of what? Yeah, how am I going to do this? Hi, what are you doing up here? Oh, Chris Matthews owes me 10 bucks. Yeah, you'll never get that. <laughs> my name is Gray, by the way. You know, it's kind of funny. My friend Jenna and I didn't know your name, so we've been calling you the hair. The hair? How would you like it if I called you glasses? I would be fine with that. Oh, good, because that's what I've been calling you. Which was no help when I was trying to find your extension. Why are we trying to find my extension? I have a friend who's opening up a new restaurant in Soho, and I was hoping that you'd go with me. What? Do uh, you want to go out with me tonight? Why? Because it would be fun. And you seem cool. What? 
1979. I was looking for some money in my mother's room, and I found some naked pictures under her mattress. She was just sitting there in her house coat holding one of her boobs like this. Wow. I know she must have taken those pictures for her boyfriend, Sonny. Because Sonny used to come over twice a month. And you knew when Sonny was coming over because she would take us to the store and buy two steaks and a bottle of nail with cocoa butter. How many pages do we have now? Five. Make the letters bigger, Tooth. According to Wikipedia, you were discovered after doing stand-up at the Apollo in 1984. I have no memory of that. Write it up. So I wonder how much of that tracy autobiography start was just him making that up like just improv or oh yeah like you couldn't script that yeah just as a delivery seemed pretty genuine of like this is this is how i want my story to begin of just my mom not whore i wouldn't say she's whoring herself out but like she just had a lot of boyfriends that would just come over and she would have to like supplement her kids to to have some sexy time with her voice. Yeah. Also, obviously, it's hard to convey visual humor on a podcast, but the image of him <laughs> holding, like, when, when he says that she's holding her boob, and he's, like, he, he holds his hand, like, half a foot away from his yeah, body. considerable like, distance. In a position where it's, uh, yeah. I mean, she'd have to have, like, gigantic breasts. Yeah, exactly. To, and not, like, not length, like, girth. Like, just girth. Yes, like, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it's a good visual. And I just, I don't even think he's exaggerating. I think that's probably the truth. Hey, what happened? Did you ask him? I was going to. Oh, Liz. But before I could, the hair asked me out. What? The the hair? What did you say? I had to say yes. I mean, he looked at me with those crazy handsome guy eyes. It was like the Death Star tractor beam when the Falcon is... No, Liz, do not talk about stuff like that on your date. Guys like that do not like Star Trek. Wars! I'm sorry. You're right. I don't go out on dates with guys like Gray. It feels wrong. He's the hair, and I am a head plus at best. Or maybe you really are the hair, and I'm the head in our relationship. Oh, God, no. Something is wrong with this. I have upset the natural balance of things. Good morning, ladies. I'm making a coffee bun. Would either of you care for anything? Liz and Jenna, nothing. So it's kind of funny that uh, Kenneth and Jax are places, but they apparently didn't tell anyone. Because yeah, you, you, feel like you think Liz would, 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 I mean, I, of course the joke would work if, if she knew, but still, right. it's just kind of funny if like all of a sudden you're, you know, someone, you're, I, I don't know, a boss and like an underling at your office like switch places and were acting those jobs and you didn't know, like it would kind of yeah. be random. Well, I mean, like, I, you say, like, they switch places. They didn't so much switch places, like, because Kenneth doesn't become, like, the... Yeah, that's true. It's more like he just... He does his jet, job just and he's his on boss. that same level. Yeah. Which, yeah. No, that's kind of... It, it, is, it is funny. But, like, just, like, Liz's reaction to being asked out was so... I don't know. It just felt like for anyone that has, like, low self-esteem, for, for them to be told that they're attractive or they're cute or, like, someone's interested in them, then, like, that hesitancy of just, like... I don't like well, like you're, wrong just, with you're running through your mind like yeah. are they all right so they're playing a game like what's the game they're trying to play like are they do they know I have money like no they couldn't know that I have money like there it's just this processing of like why and like this seems too good to be true this whole just overanalyzing it it's 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 fun and it, it it sort of grows throughout the episode which is like it Liz Lemon is attract like Tina Fey is attractive like I don't know I guess yeah. like she just never got enough positive reinforcement or. 
just her standards, I guess, are, are maybe different. I don't know, but it just seems like her self-esteem is so bad for this show that it's just like, oh. Yeah, well, Liz, Liz, Liz Lemons is. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Tina I guess she probably didn't. I guess the character maybe just didn't have a lot of experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at a lot of the flashbacks, they, they show her as being dowdy a lot of the time. Right. So it's just that she... But it's not like she's a good person oh, either. So it's yeah. like, that snark has always been there. So it's like, yeah. if someone did show interest, she probably did maybe scare them away or maybe intimidate them a little bit to where they were like, uh... Or maybe the the lack of attention and then the lack of self-esteem, which led to the... The snark. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Good God, what does that man do in here? I don't know. I've never met Brian Williams, but his dressing room has to be cleaned up every day between 11 and 11.30. That way, by the time Mr. Williams gets back from the liquor store, it's nice and tidy. Uh, Kenneth, a friend of mine tipped me off about a position in our aviation division. It's uh, entry level only, of course. Is this tube sock filled with bird seed? Oh, yes, sir. Just put it in the basket with the others. Ah. At any rate, I'd be happy to put in a good word for you. What? And leave show business? No, thank you. Kenneth, what's your plan? Oh, well, I like to start cleaning in one corner and then work my way across the room in a zigzag. No, 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 no. Your life plan. You're learning nothing here. You're doing nothing here. You're a punching bag. I like this job. Kenneth, this is not a job. This is an exercise in constant humiliation. You're fired. I beg your pardon? You said I'm your boss for today. So I fire you. So this is the first mention of Brian Williams, and he'll cameo once or twice over the course of the series, but I was trying to think, like, I know he got in trouble, like, a couple years ago? Yeah. For, like, li- like lying He made, yeah, well, made up a story about the Iraq it was, war. It was stories he told a long time ago, and right, he fabricated, he said he was on a plane or somewhere where he actually wasn't and just made it up. But it had happened a long time ago, but it actually came out a couple years ago when he apologized for it or something. And he was taken off the air for a while. And I think he's now, I think he does MSNBC or something now. All right. So in 2003 for Dateline, he said that his helicopter was shot down by an RPG. Or it was shot by an RPG and they had to make an emergency landing. Uh, And then 13 years later, uh, they were starting to refute it and saying that never happened. And then he had to apologize uh, for saying all that. He was suspended from NBC for six months without pay for having misrepresented the Iraq accident. And now he is on MSNBC. So uh, he's still working. Liz? Hi. This is Chiara. Francesca, it's Talbot, and that's Armand. Hello. Would you like something to drink? Yes, uh, Pinot Grigio. Be right back. Is that bad? So, you guys been watching Heroes? I like the Japanese, dude. Your d'oeuvres plan are boxes of pure oxygen infused with a saffron and a white truffle oil. Wow. Hey, how's it going? Terrifying. It's too much. I just want to go home and watch that show about midgets and eat a block of cheddar cheese. If it makes you feel any better, I've discovered I'm not ahead. I'll talk to you later. Let's put the phone in funky. (laughs) 
Oxygen bars are a real thing. They, I'm surprised they still exist because they were a big thing in like the 90s. And yeah. I didn't know they still existed. I mean, I don't know everywhere, but I just remember in Vegas a couple years ago for some conference yeah. and walking through, I think it was the Venetian, and there were a couple just like random oxygen bars. I mean, they're only the... in big cities, I have to imagine. Yeah. I don't, I can't imagine we have anything around here. If there is, it's one and you don't yeah. know about it because it's not getting any ads or anything. I don't, I just don't. Is it like a high that you get from it because it pumps you more of oxygen than you're supposed to get? I don't know exactly how I mean, to be honest, work. I don't know enough about it to yeah. know what actual benefits there may be if there are any. Yeah. I, I, I feel like it's just like a hookah, but without yeah. all the smoke. Uh, to each their own, I guess. I don't know. But now, Jenna realizes maybe she's not the head. She's just bad at picking dates. I don't know. <laughs> hey. Hey, what are you doing? Sorry, that party was just a little too awesome for me. Do you want to go someplace else, just the two of us? Okay, what's your game, friend? Game? There's no game. What are you talking about? I don't have any money, if that's what you're after. And I'm not one of those girls that does weird stuff in bed because they think they have to. If you're a gay guy looking for a beard, I don't do that anymore. And if you're trying to harvest my organs and sell them, I have an uncle who's a cop, so don't even try. Hey, we all have uncles who are cops, so just take it down a notch. I, Foreshadowing. I caught that, and I didn't catch it in this viewing, but I've seen that so yeah. many times. I was like, "Oh, they set it up," but like, but also like that is probably a common phrase. Like we all like you probably are only like a few degrees separation of someone you know yeah. in your family that is like is a cop. But yeah, it's it's a fun, it's a fun like joke that is setting up for something down the line. But this is the whole uh, argument of of using a hundred dollar bill to buy one bottle of water. Which I can't imagine that bottle is more than two dollars. So I get the clerk's like hesitancy of like, yeah, I'm not breaking a hundred dollar bill for yeah. a two dollar bottle of water. But at the same time, like they argue, well, it's legal money. You kind of you can't you can't say no large bills for the most part. Which I mean, I've seen stores that do that, and I've never challenged it because I don't usually have large bills. But it's also like it's not really my place. Like I, this is not a hill that I want to die on. Yeah. In this small little convenience store. <laughs> But I don't, the, the argument of like it's legal tender, you have to accept it is a pretty good argument, but it's probably just not even worth the hassle of arguing. So it's just like, yeah, I'll, no, never mind. Oh, that reminds me. I remember this was year, like this was year, this is so years ago. I wasn't even driving yet. My brother was the only one that was driving. And our parents like gave us money to just go to like get dinner or something. And it was a 20. It wasn't even like a large bill, it was a 20. So we went to like McDonald's or something like that. And I don't know if it was because we looked young or what, but, like, we gave them the money to pay for the food, and then, like, you know, like, they ran that color marker over mm-hmm. it to see... Yeah. They said it was a fake $20 bill that we were trying to scam them. They wouldn't, like, wouldn't give us the food, and they wouldn't give us the money back. Or, no, they I'm sorry, they gave us the money back, but then it was just, like... It was this weird thing, is like, it's $20. Like, why would we make... How, how would we even know to make $20 bills, much less, like... I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah. It was almost like weird. No, I don't want to say like a prejudice or something, but it was just like I felt like because we were younger and we were trying to use a twenty dollar bill, all these kids were trying to scam us or something yeah. like that. And it's just like, why would we use it at McDonald's? That's weird. Yeah. Well, it was very. It was a very weird. Well, and then like so my what, dad and like we gave it back to my dad and was like, hey, they said this wouldn't work. And he's like, huh? And like he used it the very next day somewhere else. So it was just like maybe their pen wasn't working or I, I, maybe they maybe it also could have been like they got they've had a lot of bad mm-hmm. fraudulent bills come through previously so they're just being yeah. more careful 
So when I worked at McDonald's in high school, we had a pen and we were supposed to mark every bill that was 20 or higher. So Did you actually do it? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, what a nerd. I never did that. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I, I don't know if I did every single time ever, but I mean, you kept it in, I mean, you kept it in the drawer so it's easy to, right. yeah. you know, to just do quickly. I mean, I... I I would say no. I, I never noticed uh, uh, it being not the right color, yeah. whatever it was supposed to be. So I, you know, never did anything. I never had to do anything. Uh, but I mean, maybe it was. I don't know. It, it, I mean, maybe. I guess if if someone was trying to scam, like, what better way to do it than have like your kids, you know, give your kids like fake true. money to try to get them stuff? Because then maybe even if they see it's fake, they might be sympathetic and be like, "Oh, you're children, so we'll right?" Just, you know, and you, like, I guess you couldn't necessarily prosecute a kid i mean you could try oh, you totally but is it but is it worth it to try to yeah versus an adult i yeah. don't know yeah so it's just i, I just mean, I, that's one of those like yeah weird childhood stories that still out it's weird though like but were they like oh we're your parents we're gonna tell your parents what you're trying to do or something like that no like, no like they know. never they didn't ask anything about parents i mean they mm-hmm. were polite about it but they were also just kind of like you know we're not accepting this and we like were kind of arguing it was like it's not fake why would we make like we were just but i mean obviously that's not a great defense of like it's not fake I'm a kid, believe me. So it's just like we ultimately was just like whatever, and we ended up like leaving, and like it was it was just so weird, and it's just like if we were adults, I don't think we would have been challenged. Mm-hmm. As a, probably because we were just like younger. Yeah. Have you ever had any? Uh, you never had any. You don't use money. You I mean, it's been a. Money, it's so. really been a. I mean, I barely ever pay with cash. Yeah. I've been paying I, with I a debit like card for cash. so long. Yeah. I honest. I mean, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, other, I really never had any made. That's the only incident I've ever had of, of having like a fake bill issue. I, and even even when working like retail, I don't think I've ever had. I mean, I still did the whole thing of like running money over, like running over mm-hmm. money and stuff like that. But I've never had to like challenge someone on this 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 is fake because I just don't. I'd probably be like, I'd feel really timid and just be like, I don't want to be the one to tell you this is money. Yeah, I, I don't know. No hundreds, small bills. Oh, I knew this was going to happen. Store policy. Yeah, well, that's an illegal policy. You have to take this. No, I don't. Yeah, sir, you do. See, it says right here, legal tender for all debts, public and private. Does it say anything about a hundred for a bottle of water? You can't decide what money you'll accept. That's illegal. It's an illegal policy. You're holding up the line. No, No, you're you're holding up the line. 1998. Well, I spent most of the summer in the studio doing my Christmas album, which was huge. I'm almost afraid to ask, what Christmas album? Imagine Christmas wishes shooting out of your eyes. A candy cake full of snow dreams. A stocking full of smile. It's a Jordan Christmas. I remember that. That video was raunchy. Mm Mm-hmm. Hi. Hi. Did you get home okay last night? Yeah. Thank you for convincing me to go back to the party. It was fun. Although I ate way too much oxygen. Yeah, you actually got a little oxygen right there on your uh, coat. (laughs) Thank you. This is going to sound pathetic, but I'm kind of trying to make myself do new things. And last night was all new for me, so that's good. Okay, so here's something else I bet you've never done before. Call in sick to work and go see a movie. A movie? A movie. With you? With me. Now? Right now. Come on. Good. Uh, Pete, it's me. I'm not coming in. I have a flu thing, and I'm... Oh, 
I just barfed on Sixth Avenue. Hi, Jack. I was, um, this is Gray. Nice to meet you. Lemon, you're looking a little under the weather. Maybe you should go home. Meanwhile, Jack is still trying to hook Liz up with someone. <laughs> She's he's taking any anyone. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he's, I don't know. I like that, like, because that whole scene, like, Jack is kind of literally in the background, but you, you don't, you never see him until the reveal. But like his car is pulling up just as the scene is starting, and just as she's about to start gagging, like the car door is open and closed. So it's like he's been there the whole time watching it all unfold. Yeah. So like it's it's a good reveal of him just being there. Kenneth, do you have a minute? I sure don't. Kenneth, you and I actually have a lot in common. We're both hard workers. When I was your age, I was putting myself through college in Boston, paddling swan boats for the tourists. Is that a euphemism for some kind of sex worker? Kenneth, my point is, I worked hard because I wanted to get somewhere. I had drive. And it disappoints me to see you without a dream, content with this meaningless, pitiful job. Do you know why I put up with this pitiful job, Mr. Donaghy? Why I fetch these folks lunches and clean up their barfs? Because they make television. And more than jazz or musical theater or morbid obesity, television is the true American art form. Think of all the shared experiences television has provided for us. From the moon landing to the Golden Girls finale, from Walter Cronkite denouncing Vietnam, to Oprah pulling that trash bag of fat out in a wagon, from the glory and the pageantry of the Summer Olympics to the less fun Winter Olympics. So please, don't tell me I don't have a dream, sir. I am living my dream. Oh, my. How'd he get that up there? I wish I shared your passion for television, Kenneth. Which show would you rather watch? An ex-porn star who talks to ghosts? Or a remake of Little House on the Prairie? Neither. I want to see a show where women get their hair done while listening to salsa music. I also have an idea for a cop show called K9! Exclamation point. Oh, and a game show called Gold Case. It's a cross between Deal or No Deal and Millionaire with a charming celebrity host to be determined. Go on. I'm kind of surprised, actually, they haven't tried to reboot Little House on the Prairie yet. Because it seems like that's ripe for that. I don't know, do, is there an interest in that time period anymore, though? I mean, it's still a, a, a widely known, widely read series, so I don't know. Uh, is the book series still going? Or is it just oh, like no, it's, but I mean, it's a part of... Yeah. Oh. I mean, there's a lot of people, I mean, our age and older, who read the books or older mm-hmm. you know, than us who saw the TV series. I mean, I, I don't know if young, like, young kids these days still read them, but it wouldn't surprise me. It just seems, it seems like a Netflix like, it would be perfect for, like, Netflix to mm, do. I, I don't, don't, don't they do Anne of, like, the Anne of Green Gables remake that seems to... I, I just feel like that time period is just, like... I mean, just having it be a completely all-white cast, just about the... That idea of just people surviving in the middle of nowhere pre-industrialism, it just seems like it's not really a, an appealing sh- show anymore. I don't know like that show is perfect for like a simpler time of television 
I mean, there's still countless movies every year about World War Two. So, well, but I mean, like, there's a, there's excitement in World War Two. Like, what's the excitement of Little House on the Prairie? You're gonna get dysentery and die. Like, oh no! Like, I'll just play Oregon Trail for that thrill. Like, I, I just feel like the appeal isn't as strong anymore. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe there is someone out there pitching for a Little House on the Prairie reboot and or movie. Where's the Oregon Trail? Choose your own adventure Netflix yeah, special. Yeah, get on that. No one wants that. I you kidding me? That would be no, no. I mean, there's. I mean, it wouldn't of, have to necessarily be exactly, but there's something like that. I that mean, there's tons of videos would be now extremely that are popular. Choose your own adventure. You don't really need a TV series for that anymore. I mean, did the Black Mirror thing really do that well? I, I mean, feel like I feel like that was like a very quick 48 hour turnaround of like well, oh this is really cool and then it's like yeah there's not there's not much depth here it's just i feel like no one really liked it but like everyone the, the idea did is it. absolutely cool i think the application and the actual outcome of it and i have, haven't quote watched it slash played it but i feel like the general consensus of it's a cool idea but it needs a lot of work before it actually becomes something we want to do regularly so I think the idea is there. It's just the actual application is far off from from being satisfactory. So, I'm sure they're working on something. They're heeding the advice and working on another one, probably for next year. I don't know. We'll see. But it's a good idea. I like that. But it it also it's it's the same as like a biopic, like or the or a documentary for me. Like the subject matter has to be interesting for me to even consider giving it a go. It's called Gold Case. It's deal or no deal meets millionaire. There are 10 models, each holding an identical briefcase, but one of them is filled with gold. Have you pitched this idea to anybody else? Well, I talked to Moonvest over at CBS. Les Moonvest, president of CBS, knows about this? Hey, Moonvest, I got an idea for a game show last night. Give me your fingernails. No! <laughs> We've got to move fast. Mr. Parcell, we love Gold Case. How do we make your show? I thought y'all would know where to get cameras and stuff. I think he means how much do you want for it? Oh. As far as compensation goes, I would like to be officially the head of the pages, and I need a new clock radio. You've got it up there. Now snap it off. Also, I want five points on the back end, 20% gross on merchandising, and a creator credit on this and any international editions. And a clock radio. We're a go. Congratulations. Thank you. I do wonder how many pitches for shows have been bought because a competitor was interested in it and they wanted to snap it up. So they wouldn't have it regardless of whether they thought the idea was any good or not. Yeah, like someone just buying it just to sit on it. Well, I mean, I guess you could argue like with the the comic book series uh, or film series, like the only reason Spider-Mans get turned out every couple of years by Sony is because they want to keep the licensing. It's why those Fantastic Four movies exist is because Fox did not want to lose the Fantastic Four license. So they had to make it or they would lose it. I think Marvel and Sony have reached an agreement now with Spider-Man that they're allowed a little bit more leeway. But a lot of it is just like a, an executive is like, we just want to have this property so no one else can have it and we won't use it necessarily, but we don't want Fox to have it and we don't want CBS to have it. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure that happens a lot. I'm sure that 
I'm sure there's someone right now that has a little house on the prairie rights that are just sitting yeah. on it, so no one else can use it, but they don't have a good enough idea yeah. to make it a thing yet. So. Yeah, NBC actually bought the rights, the American rights, to do like a state version of Eurovision like 10 or 15 years ago, and like, but they never, they've never developed or anything, but like, they just, I, 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 there are probably lots of cases like that, like, they just own the rights to whatever ideas and just haven't done anything with them. But they also, yeah, they didn't want anyone else to have them. I feel like, that shows so close enough to American Idol in terms of, like, just the presentation. Because, I mean, like, yeah, like, Eurovision is more about individual countries. Whereas, like, if you bring it up to America, it would just be individual states. But, like, the thing with American Idol is they tour the country pulling people from individual states. Yeah. So it's just, well, like... Well, it, it wouldn't work because, one, distinct European countries have distinct cultures that are different. And also, it's literally the TV broadcasters so like the BBC of Albania and the BBC of Sweden and the BBC of Romania or whatever. Yeah. Whereas but you don't really have that in the, you have local stations, but it's not like, it's not like ABC is New York and NBC is California and this station is this state. It's, yeah. they're all conglomerates that are owned everywhere. So yeah. I don't know if, I mean, it probably wouldn't really work anyway, at least in the same way as that. But it's just interesting because, you know, they've, they've held the rights for so long now. And it's like, it seems unlikely that, anything happen would happen or if it did it would be really end up resembling it at all or i don't know is it rights and that they have to pay every year or they just bought it outright and they have it indefinitely until they sell it i'm not I'm sure I, i'm not sure if it was a contract like a, for a million yeah. dollars every year just to hold the licensing but they're not making anything off of it at some point they're gonna have to give it up to recoup i mean yeah it was right. probably a contract for x number of years but yeah. i don't know how long or when mm -hmm. that i mean maybe it had you know it's been long enough no maybe it has lapsed but i'm not i'm not really sure yeah i, I just don't think that kind of show would work in the climate we yeah. have in terms like, of just yeah. so many already songwriting shows oh, or yeah. not songwriting shows but like performer yeah. singing yeah. well, thing is different and I think I think, well, I think you're kind of right that if they did do an American version they would try to make it American outside with new and up-and-comers whereas in actual Eurovision like I mean some of them are just like random new people or no names but a lot of them are like very established singers in their countries so but it's not it's not necessarily it's all platform like platform to get bigger audience in, yeah, yeah across the continent yeah. so but yeah. Anyway. When is that? Is that May? May. Yeah, it's uh, actually it's actually when we're in Tokyo. Oh thank so, God. Oh thank God. I'll be waking up at five AM. Please do not have that channel streaming anywhere. I'll be or... waking up at five AM oh. someday. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Good. We're not watching that garbage again. But I also want to know how is it like who wants to be a millionaire? Because it's immediately more like immediately like deal or no deal. Like so is there like an answer? Portion, I wonder if that was a joke that like everything at the time was just pitched as it's millionaire meets it's millionaire. But that's just that's not. I don't really. I rem, I remember getting wrapped up in the hype of who wants to be a millionaire for like maybe a season, and then I was just like, yeah. well, then it was on like five nights a week or something, and like yeah, it just it was burned just burned out immediate yeah. like overdose of just all of that, and then what was the. Oh, God, oh. what was the NBC one? Or was it NBC? Weakest Link? That yeah, was Weakest like Link. The, that was the next big thing after yeah. that. Yeah. Actually, that just reminded me. Remember a few a few episodes ago when we were talking about how Desperate Housewives and Lost were like, had Gupper on ABC back in the ring? Millionaire was their big show before that. was uh -huh. Millionaire had cooled off and they didn't have any big shows anymore. So then it was Millionaire was basically dying and that's when Desperate Housewives and Lost brought them back yeah. into things. So and I guess that's what the shows, big show was. Reality shows are what keep networks alive now, right? Um, not necessarily. I mean, to I mean, some like, degree, like, like the voice is is obviously yeah. So voice, TV Bachelor, American um, Idol, American Idol, not so much. Now? It's ABC now. It's ABC, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I, I guess voice, Bachelor, um, and I feel like there's one other big one that I don't remember. 
coworker was trying to pitch me The Bachelor apropos of nothing. Ooh. And I was just like, Ugh. I mean, from what I know of that show, I feel like if you're into it, you're into it. And if you're not into it, you're probably not going to be There's won over really by it. There's nothing really will sell you on it yeah. at this point. It's just, I don't know. It yeah. just seems like superficial and just yeah. gross. Although that new Netflix show, Dating Around, is actually pretty good. Well, that looks... I, I've only seen some sort of out-of-context moments of that. Like, it seems fine. Yeah. It seems like it's more like... It doesn't... It seems sincere versus, like, what The Bachelor or other reality shows are. It's like people picked specifically to cause drama. Like, they got millions of audition tapes, and it's just like, well, who's the one that could rock the boat the most? And whereas Dating Around, it just seems like... There may be mixed match, but you don't know that until actually you unleash them. Upon, unleash them makes it sound like a barbarian fight or something. Like until they meet each other, yeah. and then it's just like, oh, okay. There's actual drama here. There's actual impact happening between these two characters. We didn't establish this to play out this. Way. Yeah, and I mean, it's, because I mean, there, there's not really that much drama. Like there are a couple of dramatic moments, but it's not like. I don't know. It, it doesn't feel like clearly, yeah, like you said, manufactured. It that. seems like civil people, yeah, like well, have disagreements, but they don't react like of throwing wine in other spaces. Yeah, exactly. Then, like, it just sounds like how well, you would handle a situation in real life versus a dramatic reenactment. Yeah. Nonsense. Well, what what I find interesting about it is that there's so many like awkward moments. I don't mean awkward like cringe. That person is cringe. Yeah, like cringy, just awkward. Like basic. Like it's a first date. Like. You know, sometimes conversation is a little stilted, or you don't know quite what to say, or there's just like little awkward moments and things. Or there's like, like an off-color comment, and you're just like, yeah, exactly. It's just like very human, and I think that's what makes it good. It feels like very real, and I mean, obviously, any show is edited and manufactured to some degree, but it feels like you know, like yeah, you know, people watch and say, oh, everyone else, like you know, when I go on dates or whatever, and if I we have those awkward moments, like that's literally just how it is, like. You know, there's obviously it's people have more, some people have more chemistry yeah. than others, but I feel like the thing with like network reality TV shows or those like TV shows that are like manufactured just so to like, it seems like there's never anyone anyone is rooting for. Everyone is always like, oh, can you believe X happened? And it's just like, seems like people just hate fuck watch reality TV shows. I mean, I think it and depends. I have like, a couple coworkers like, well, who, who like, love like, The Bachelor. It just says like everyone on these shows are terrible. And it's just like, why would you want to watch that? And and then no, me knowing like the idea of like how reality shows aren't reality much anymore, and it all it is sort of manufactured and staged. It's just like, I don't get what you're getting out of this show. And it's like it's, but then I sort of like in my that's all happening in my mind because like I'm not asking these people that in real life because it just comes off as like pretentious and douchey and be like, why are you wasting your time? Yeah. You should watch something that actually has substance because that's a terrible thing to say to someone. Yeah. But like I just can't understand like what is so fascinating about The Bachelor that you come in and say, oh, these people are terrible and they're awful and like why would he choose this person over this person? It's just like, why are you watching this if all you're doing is complaining? About well, I mean, part it's of so it, weird. I mean, part of it. I mean, obviously, romance novels are really popular. It's sort of I, I could see some of the crowd where it's you know it's it's you're seeing people go on dates and like have, I mean like th- there's a contingent of like very feminist people who you, who like on some level you know you think would be very opposed to like this very like heteronormative yada yada. But at the same time, like it's like they kind of watch from both ends. Like they watch and they're entertained by it, but they also like discuss it and talk about the aspects that are you know yeah problematic yeah or that they don't like or you know find you know find issues with but at the same time it you know they're they're still entertained by it so it's not like they're i guess i i bet there are a lot of people out there who at one end like yes they just like the romance and whatever fairy tale aspects of it but they also just 
watch it to think about it too and you know be be entertained but not be entertained but not just like this is like real love you know what i mean like they're also yeah. like understanding it's it's constructed reality and yeah and I, I guess like it is no less structured and, and no less entertaining than maybe like a soap opera or whatever yeah but it's just like i guess my my main speed bump that i have with it is it's presented as reality it's presented as well, this is how people yeah. really act, and it's like, well, no. I think at this not. point, people are are pretty. I know, aware. but it's just like the fact that it's still classified as reality rather than just any sitcom or drama or whatever. That's that's the annoyance, and just like me being a stickler for like literal presentation. Like you call this a reality show, and I can pick it apart and say there's nothing about this that's real that wasn't manufactured, and you staged all of this. Then it's a TV show. It's not reality TV show. It's a TV show. It has a script. It has an A and B plot. It's not reality to me. So it's just like me just being a stickler for like what you're classifying this as, which again is like a pretentious douchey thing to do. And I don't want to do that in front of someone who is like really liking the show. But in my mind, that's all it's screaming. It's just like there's nothing about this that is substantial. I don't get it. But if that's what you want to spend your time doing and you're not hurting anybody by doing it, kudos it's just i just can't get into i mean it. not every show has to be quote-unquote substantial and i mean if, that's true if you're someone who's into romance like i mean i have a couple co-workers who are super into it and they just like it i mean they like it just the surface level for the romantic aspects they like seeing people go on dates and just like interacting and who's gonna who's gonna be picked as the winner and you true. know it's and, and i mean, mean like, i don't think they i mean i don't know like i think they understand that it's you know not necessarily super deep but who cares like yeah. i mean not everything you watch needs to be quote unquote deep i mean i'm sure there are moments there and there are things that happen that you can have conversations about that True. are yeah i don't I mean if i say intellectual stuff it sounds a little but i mean right. but you know what i mean like substantial i mean i can see where it could lead to maybe see, substantial concert yeah so i'm saying so it can yeah. have some maybe i mean you know i don't think you've ever seen it i've never seen it so i mean there are probably plenty of i'm sure there things are that happen moments that, you can discuss. that happen but it's just like for for the the amount of time that show has been going on it's not so much like this is happening organically. And that's the frustrating part. Is like it, the, the, there's so many producers and so many behind the scenes that know exactly what to set up to ensure they get the bits that they need to ensure the long, long life of the show. I get that. And, I, and again, if people like it and they get something out of it, that's awesome. But it's, it's just hard. It's a hard, hard sell for me to even want to to try and check something out like like even watching like a parody of reality shows is kind of hard for me because it's just like they're the jokes are they're making fun of everything that is already well known so it's just like I, that's not that funny to me like there's the what the one i was watching the other night like the hot wild oh, Orlando. Yeah. like it's funny like it's got a lot of great actresses in it like andrea savage like kirsten shaw it's got a ton of people in it that are really funny but like the jokes are just like thing happens there's a symbol crash and then there's like a cutaway to a talking head and then there's like the reaction it's just like beat for beat for beat it's every reality show that i've seen that it's just like yeah. well yeah well, i mean you know the, yeah there's some stuff that you'll just i mean like i'll never be into right that sort of thing i'll never be into the real housewives sort of thing it's just i mean if you're not interested in it, you're not interested in it, so mm. whatever but i mean going back to the bachelor quickly i mean i found season one of unreal really entertaining and that's the show that Sherry Appleby plays like a producer on like a mm. bachelor like show and it's that's more interesting yeah the behind the scenes would be way more interesting yeah. to me than the actual production of the show in terms of what's being shown 
how they make it, how they get to that point, how they decide. That sounds way more interesting to me. Yeah. And I would say especially the first season was really good because, you know, it was co-written and produced by someone who worked on The Bachelor for years. So, yeah. I mean, it really shows kind of the toxic behind-the-scenes stuff that producers do to yeah. manufacture the drama. So, yeah. again, again, to flip back to the other side, yeah, like, I mean, there is a dark side, like, in, and, and there probably are substantive moments, but there is a lot of manufacturing going on that really is destructive to self-esteem of yeah. probably the people who are you know the, the quote-unquote contestants on the show and stuff like yeah. that too so there's you know i feel like the last <laughs> do you remember that bravo show boy meets boy oh i didn't watch it but i, I remember watched it, was it on. and yeah even that i found like insufferable yeah but like it was i mean it was interesting because there was nothing on this there was nothing on the air like that so it's kind of like oh it's like a gay themed bachelor we don't have one of those and then like i watched it and i was like this is it just a was Lance Bass host that, or am I thinking something else? No. He hosted. Okay, maybe there was another show. He there was something was it was some sort of he might have done like the did. second season because I think there was a second like, season. I think there was oh, a second Lord. season. Uh, but I do remember watching. Oh that, wait, and I even then I was like, this is just bad. Like, there's nothing. About maybe this. the one Lance Bass. There was another one. It was like a woman. I think it was a woman had like all these men to pick from but it was like half were straight and half were gay and she like she had to guess who was that maybe maybe was that the one who was the one he hosted i can't remember now but like god there were so many ridiculous dating shows yeah i mean could you they they couldn't do that show now because that would it would be blasted on twitter and oh yeah there i mean it would just be like preying on so many stereotypes that it would just be like this isn't progressive this is like yeah several step backs for uh what we're trying to do here Oh god, I know what you're talking about, but it's like. Ah, oh, wait, or was it a woman? Maybe it was a man dating men, and they well, were like straighter gay. That was the boy. Oh, boy that was one boy. Okay, it's a guy, and there's a panel, or not a panel, but a selection of guys, and some of them are straight, some of them are playing gay. I'm sorry, some of them are gay, and some of them are playing gay. And I think it was like if you chose someone who was, I don't, I don't, it was, it was, a, it was there's only, no way that it could was only six ever episodes, work now. Yeah. But it was just like, the idea is just so bad and, and terrible. Like, but I, I don't know. Like, that's the last one that I really remember watching regularly. And even then, I was just like, this is just bad. And, and it just had all these like stereotypes and cliches of, of what a reality show was. It was just like, but we've rambled enough, and I blame this all on Deal or No Deal. <laughs> Woke up in the camper at the auto show, and that's how 2006 ended. 2007? I can't believe this. We're actually going to pull this off. It was early January 2007 when I got the idea to write my autobiography. So I took a meeting at Random House, and I went in to talk to this editor about it, and this dude looked me straight in the eyes and said, No, Mr. Jordan, no thank you. We do not want your book. <laughs> My bad. That's on me. Shut it down. So, if he never had a book contract, where did he get in his mind that January 18th or whatever it was was when his book was due? Like, I, I just wonder if there was going to be a thread to confuse it with something else. And then, ne- I mean, yeah, it never it never came out. That yeah, seventeenth actually meant anything. Uh, maybe there was just something in his mind that triggered the 17th was when he expected it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah they don't. Because really it's just such a random date to be like, yeah, 
for something that was never act, there was no contract so it's like you know like there yeah. could have never been like it was supposed to be due then but then something happened uh, I don't know yeah. so when uh, Liz and the hair get back to uh, his his loft apartment loft apartment unfortunately Liz knew that something was going to go wrong yeah. and despite she, lots of instances where it looks it looked like it might just work and ended up yeah, she should have trusted her gut instinct because there's definitely something wrong here but like this is such a great reveal because that small joke of like hey we all have cops and then like i just noticed like this viewing like they don't actually kiss so they're still relatively fine in terms of like their relationship yeah. like, they never make it that far in the relationship but it's like it's just still uncomfortable and awkward that <laughs> even he's still trying to make it work but she's just not having it no way your elevator opens right into your apartment are you coming in i don't know uh this is new for me i don't really hang out with superfluously handsome gentlemen in kick-ass elevator lofts oh. what else don't you do <laughs> i don't smoke i don't use any drugs except for my allergy medicine I don't download music without paying for it. And I never wear flip-flops, ever. It's gross. Yeah, that's right. I do not sit on laps. Really? Nope, not a lap sitter. Never have been. Nice to see you again. I thought you were trying new things. picture my great-aunt Dolly uh no that's my grandmother's cousin Dolly Dolly, Dolly Harlan. Harlan no I said Dolly Harlan, Harlan from Smithtown Smith oh, oh my god we're related oh no oh god this is this is the worst Franklin and Eleanor Roosevelt were fist cousins okay on the count of three say what level of cousins we would have to be for this to be okay, okay. one two Three. Fifth. Unacceptable oh, no matter what. This is never gonna work. Of course it's not. It never was. This is what I get for trying to be somebody I am not. Whoa, 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 whoa! Look, look. I meant what I said earlier. You are a hairless lemon. It's in our blood. Accept it. Embrace it. I think we're third cousins. Yeah, I'll see you at the reunion. I'm not defending Franklin and Eleanor Roosevelt being married despite being fifth cousins, but at that time there were less people in America for that to be, like, I guess, problematic. Because, I mean, if you want to follow the whole idea of Adam and Eve, well, okay, so Adam and Eve had kids. Who were they mating with to produce more kids, right? Like, that's one of the things about the Bible that, like, stumps me because it's just, like, how are you continuously procreating and not having deformities or like having any sort of genetic defects as a result like i've never understood that but 
It's the beauty of God. It's exactly, the magic of God. Ugh, magic. Magic and Bible don't go together. That's true. An elevator into your apartment is a good idea until there's a fire. How do you, how else do you get out? You've got to have an escape. There right? must be emergency stairs somewhere. I mean, it wouldn't meet yeah. fire codes if there, if there yeah, weren't. That's true. So unfortunately, while the networks bought kind of gold case idea, there was a fundamental flaw in the plan. I got a lot to say about this. We'll play the clip, but I want to talk about this one. All right, Jeff. One of these briefcases is filled with a million dollars worth of solid gold. Are you ready? Let's play gold case. That one. <laughs> Congratulations. You struck gold on gold case. Right. Uh-oh. What? That one. That one. Congratulations. You struck gold on gold case. Oh, gold's real heavy, isn't it? This game doesn't work. Okay, my bad. Shut it down. This is Shut it down! Oh, That's it! On. At least you got a clock radio out of it, right? Whose idea was this? It's pathetic. Joke. This show is a joke. How many people did this show run through before anyone was like, yeah, gold's heavy, you should maybe change it? Also, on Deal or No Deal, they don't put the money in the briefcases, so that's stupid. Why would you put real gold in the suitcases? Why wouldn't you just have, like, a placard that looks gold? I understand. That is the joke. Me breaking all of this down is defeating the joke. But it's just like, why would you record in front of a live studio audience without doing several test runs of this to make sure it works? Like, it's just... It's so, yeah. just production and this is why these networks are dying they rushed this nonsense <laughs> out and realized this is really actually pretty dumb so did you know slash remember that john McEnroe hosted one of the millionaire knockoffs oh, around the time oh, there was, was i think it was called the chair yeah 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 it was like you got dropped if you got a question wrong like it was something okay i, can't, I just remember like him yeah sitting in a chair and there yeah there was someone else who was like yeah in a chair like across from him that yeah. did something i'm gonna look this up i'm pretty sure like that is the basis like you had to answer a question and the minute you got a question wrong you were just like dropped from the show in like this like tube like your chair like reclined and oh maybe just sort of like shot you down let's see if we can figure this out I but this remember... is like the first of a couple of john McEnroe stuff cameos we're gonna get on 30 rock um he'll come in i think season three again just as like a quick one-off gold case was a failure from the get-go i hate that i hate that i really don't like that joke i don't think it's funny i think it's just annoying to me no one but no one tested it but it's such a good period but there were so many shows around that time that were like that like half half brain concepts and like obviously this is making fun of by turning up how a notch how like half brained it was but right. it's, I mean, the whole vibe and the energy is spot on. Like, there's random people doing something you pick from random. But it's like, oh, wait, it's actually easy to win because there's a fundamental flaw in the production. Right. Yeah, so in 2002, and it only lasted one season, it was called The Chair. Yeah. Um, once seated in the chair, the contestant found him or herself looking up at the large video screen on which McEnroe's image was displayed, as well as the information of the current question. He or she began to stake a 5,000 and he agreed to a maximum of 250,000 by answering a series of seven multiple choice questions. However, the contestant's heart rate was continuously measured throughout the game and compared to a red line threshold. Basically, whenever too much, then you mm. lost. Like, that was the whole thing. 
probably an idea, much like Gold Case, that sounded good on paper. No one bothered to test any of it before they actually started producing it and realized, yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Let's cancel this. Yeah. After once. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to sound like a an old person, but I, I just feel like, I don't know, maybe game shows, what I call it in syndication growing up, just maybe were so much simpler that they were more appealing to me. Like $25,000 Pyramid, like Will of Fortune, well, Will of Fortune is still going. Yeah, and Pyramid too. Like, yeah, yeah, but it's been like, it was never consistently going. Like, Will of Fortune has been going oh, consistently. Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah. 25000 probably had like several reboots over its time. Yeah. But I don't know, shows like that, just like really simple premises, not a lot of gimmicks. Like, it's just like, you just sit down, you ask questions. If you get them right, you proceed. Like, it's not like, you have to ask a question. Maybe you'll get shot in the face if you get the answer wrong. It's like, it shouldn't be that extreme. But I, mean, I also understand, like, the the TV, the hook to get more people to watch has to be greater yeah. because you've got a lot that you're trying to pull in. I get it. But it's just, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I think they've gone back to that. Because if you notice, I mean, ABC has Match Game and Family Feud. And, like, Game Show Network now, yeah. I, when I was, when I was, um... On my trip a couple weeks a couple weeks ago, like there was one evening where I just put on game show we're in the background like before dinner, and I mean the, the game it was just like there was there was a game a game that was like it was like the Bible trivia game, and then there was like a game that was like it was like it was sort of similar to Family Feud where it was like it was a survey of something and like they would just have seven blanks and like they would give you the first letter it started with and you had to guess based off that. And it was like, it was a lot of shows like that where it was just basic question trivia. So I think it's tilted back towards. Yeah less extreme you know flashy deal or no deal russian roulette yada yada yeah. style i mean because there's less whammy. there's less areas to to create all that fake drama with yeah. if it's just did you get the answer right yes or no like that is more fun to me than just like what what's the one that we watch uh basically year not year round but when we go to oklahoma it's like there's the it's like the three panelists and they're they're answering questions against the the one guy that's like He's the big guy. Oh, the chase. The, is that he's the like chase. British or something? Yes, like the chase. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's a pretty good. Concept. That's entertaining. Yeah. Like, and it's pretty simple. Like, it's just, yeah. do you know this answer? Yes or no? And then there's like there's gimmicks of like there's like polling the audience or something like that. Like there's like second chances. Is uh, I'm maybe sure. I'm this? Thing. I don't know. But like stuff like it's like there's still like a high concept presentation, but it's actually just still really simple. Like it's just like you answer the question, if you get them right, you get more money. If you don't. Because it's a team-based thing, right? You're all you're all competing against the one. Yeah. Guy, so, but it, you want to be the one to get more money than your. Yeah. Teammates. So it's like you're all building the pot, and I think there's like a first round where if. Uh, it, it, I can't remember. This is all Thirty Rock related. We promise. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I'm gonna cut all this out. Yeah. No, honestly, because it's yeah. just like. Yeah. No, I, but I do think it's like there's like two two rounds. The first is where like each person go. There's three people on the team. They go to bank as much money as possible. Mm-hmm. Then they individually each go against the yeah. beast or whatever, and it's like you, they get eliminated. And then yeah. I like like they all three play the, the guy. Up to three could split the pot. Like one yeah. person can win all, depending on who is eliminated. Two people might, or all three people might, yeah. or they may all lose yeah. to, at the end to the to the yeah. beast. Yeah. I think that's what they call them. Yeah, so. that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that was the head and the hair. Uh, probably going to be a little bit longer of an episode. I think we've averaged about. 50 minutes 55 minutes per episode so this one might be a little bit longer just because of the ramblings and having we had to discuss deal or no deal it's i mean there was on. so much was reality tv and game shows so to much talk around, about no so. really around this time like this is yeah. really what tv was it was 30 rock struggling and game shows dominating everywhere 
uh, and reality TV show doing. Re- no, I wouldn't yeah. say really. I say well, reality in general everywhere. more than just game yeah. shows. Yeah. Um, but no, this is a solid episode. Uh, I think the whole storyline of Liz, like the reveal and everything, is so great, and it only works once because obviously something like that you can't really repeat watch and and get surprised by every time. But it's still like it's still really well done, and there's no the hints that are there are so subtle that it's so easy to miss that it's just like, Oh, I like, I mean, like we even caught one like this one. I was like, Oh yeah, everyone's a cop or everyone has a cousin that's a cop or something like that. Like, like jokes like that are just really fun. So I think this is a solid episode and uh, I'm looking forward to the next episode. Yes. It was a good episode. Everyone go watch younger. It's uh, <laughs> streaming on Hulu. Is that the one it's, with Hillary Duff? Yeah. It's one where Sutton Foster is like a mom and she gets divorced, but she's too old to work in publishing. So she pretends to be younger and she really doesn't pass for someone 15 years. Young. I mean, Sutton Foster looks amazing and you know, but she, she, her passing for someone in their early twenties when she's about 40 is a little bit of a stretch, but it's the kind of thing where if you let, if you kind of suspend disbelief for that aspect, it's, it's a really funny show. Also, it's like set in the literary, like it's, it's a parody of like, publishers in the book industry which is clever because there's not really that many shows that do that so anyway it's a funny charming show and hillary duff is actually really good in it like mm-hmm. it's in a role of, like she actually like gives a good you know acting well, performance are so. you saying lizzie mcguire well i mean no she was fine in that but it's like <laughs> totally. well i feel like she got a reputation oh, as like yeah, a no. child star like whatever she but like good. she gives like, a, she's yeah, a good child yeah. star i mean like, she, she gives a really good she, performance she deserved too, better so. than what she got yes it's a good so, show yeah all right, well, we will leave you with episode 11, and we will look forward to episode 12, Black Tie, where we learn a little... Well, we actually get to meet Jack's ex-wife. Or uh, she's in process. They're not fully divorced, but... Can't wait. Can't wait. We will see you next time. David, take us out. See you next time. You need to slow it down. How long did we go? Uh, oh.